Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. So give them a call, plus four four one two seven three seven three three four three three, or fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact. Alternatively, you can talk to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be more than happy to help. Now, today I'm joined by Darren Shaw, founder and president at Whitespark. Darren, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm very, very well. And you're up in, is it Canada? I'm in Canada, yeah. Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Is it nice there at the moment? Because it's lovely and sunny down here in Brighton, UK. It's not bad. It's uh, 18 degrees and a little rainy, but wow. it's, it's warmish. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm sure it'll right. be very nice <laughs> soon, though. Let's talk about um, taking a business from zero ranking upwards in local search. But before we do that, tell us a little about yourself and Whitespark. Sure, yeah. So um, I got my start back when I was in university. I started developing websites in about 1994. And been doing SEO since about 2001, just trying to get the basics in place back then. I founded a web development company called Whitespark in 2005. And in about 2010, we developed a software system called the Local Citation Finder. And that's when we stopped doing web development. We just shifted towards doing local search completely. So we had software and services for local search. Uh, we now have 25 employees, a full range of software and services around local search stuff. And uh, I do a bunch of writing and speaking about local search. Uh, I also am kind of known for being the person that currently organizes the local search ranking factor survey. That's a big survey that comes out every year. It gets published on uh, Moz. David Mim ran it for years, and uh, he passed the reins to me for the last two. Um, I also have a podcast. So uh, a friend of mine, Aaron Weike, and I, we run a podcast called The SaaS Venture, where we talk about all of the sort of challenges, losses, strategies around building and growing a uh, successful software as a services company. So great if you want to look that up at The SaaS Venture. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's me. That's Whitespark. 
I love the story of business. But by the way, I must check out your podcast. It sounds interesting. That's, that's SaaS, as in S-A-A-S, isn't it? Software as a service. That's right, yeah. Yeah. I love uh, I love it when businesses pivot because our business did that. So you start off doing one thing and then you create a product which makes you pivot slightly and do something else. Interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense because people that are developing websites, then the next question after you launch their website is, hey, how do we get that website ranking in Google? So that's how I got into it. And even as early as 2001, we started, I built an e-commerce site and we were looking at like, how do we get more traffic to this e-commerce site? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, at Brighton SEO, uh, you presented a case study uh, where you took a business from pretty much zero online presence to ranking pretty well in the local yes. search results. I think within yeah. about five months, wasn't it? Um, I'm it was a great opportunity to step through the sort of typical sort of local search work that sort of one piece at a time. Tell us, just walk us through that. Tell us about the, the main uh, things that you covered in that presentation. For sure. Yeah, that that was the primary objective was like, all right, so they had a baseline of zero. So I knew that I was able to really test things well. So I I would make sure that I left a gap between each work item rather than bundling them together. Often when you start an SEO campaign, you just like hit the ground running, you do all the things. And then yeah, of course, you're going to see some impact from that. But you don't know which element that had the biggest impact what what is the thing that actually uh, moved the ranking so mm. i really carefully stepped through it so i would create the google listing wait a couple of weeks see what happened and prior to that i set up all as much tracking as i could so uh, rank tracking actually because i didn't really build a website uh, i'll get into that in a bit but i really only had rank tracking and google my business and the rank tracking was the primary thing i was looking at i was looking specifically at rankings um, so I would do each item and measure the impact of that. So, for example, I would set, create the Google listing, see how that impacted. I would build out citations. How did that impact it? I would get a bunch of reviews. What was the impact of that? Get some links. What was the impact of that? Add specific elements to uh, the website. So I did actually end up building a website directly through Google My Business, too. So I would I would tweak that and play with that and see what kind of impact it had on on the ranking. So that was the process. And uh, that's what I presented at Brighton. Now, you mentioned that you didn't build a website. Tell us a bit about that. So, yeah, the original goal was to see, like, can you rank in local without a website? And as I started working, I realized you sort of do need a website. <laughs> it's really, yeah. You probably could, but the the answer to that question is you can rank, but not very well. So you really do need a website uh, to have an impact I figured I could just build a really basic website. So in Google My Business, they have a little website builder. It's this one-page, single-page website builder. So I actually utilized that, and it worked pretty well. Like uh, We did have good impact from the website itself. So launching that website and watching how that impacted rankings, it was significant. So Sometimes you you wonder, well, because I built that website directly in Google and we're kind of like adding the information into Google's database, does does that even help more? Is it it a good idea to to even build that website on the back end, even if you don't use it? Because it's another place to give direct information to Google about your business. So that's, that's where we went with. And I needed to build the website for two reasons. We needed to be able to list a website uh, in the citations. And I also wanted to test the impact of links. And so you, you can't link to anything if you don't have a website. You can link to your Google listing, but we 
that's already been proven to have no impact. So yeah. yeah. We'll come back to citations actually in a minute, but I was just wondering um, how long does it take uh, to go from sort of utter zero, absolute zero? Sounds like a scientific term, doesn't it? It is actually. Uh, yeah, absolute zero. On, yeah. Absolute zero. Yeah. Minus, was it 273 Kelvin? Never mind. Um, Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's Celsius. No, Kelvin is zero, isn't it? So from absolute zero to, or in terms of online presence, to ranking in, in the local pack, what were your findings? It was pretty fun to do this because you don't usually get to see a business uh, that had no presence at all. And it was fascinating to see that the day that the Google listing went live, they were ranking number one for one of their actual primary terms. On day one? So day one, the the listing went live Mm. and it kind of blew my mind. I was like, well, heck, and I, I took a screenshot of it and I sent it to them. I was like, enjoy your number one ranking. It was like day one of doing this work. Now, there's a caveat there because the way I set up the rank tracking, and, is, and this is the way anyone tracking local should set up their rank tracking, is that I tracked in a number of postcodes. Because of the emphasis on proximity, you're always going to rank pretty much. If you, if you just take your mobile phone, you go and stand outside of the business. Let's say it's a, a dentist. Yeah. And you type in dentists, you should rank number one. And that's because of the large emphasis Google puts on proximity. It's like, oh, you're looking for a dentist? Well, hey, there's one right behind you. Google wants to show you that, right? And so it's not too surprising that they rank number one for one of their primary terms within their own postcode. So that's what will happen. And they did rank number one in their own postcode, which isn't that bad, actually, because their their key phrase that they wanted to rank for was custom home builders in this specific area, like they were, they target that area. So this key phrase is actually a really valuable term for them. And they ranked number one for it almost, well, basically overnight in that specific area. So that's one thing you can do in local that I don't think you can do with traditional website ranking. It's just like, boom, right out of the gates. Unless, of course, you're targeting a very obscure term that, and then as soon as Google indexes the page, then you might rank for that. And so it's almost similar to that where I'm targeting an obscure-ish term. It's custom home builders in that specific area. And I am checking that ranking from that area. And so it makes sense that Google would surface that business and the results right away. But it's also interesting that you did not need all of the other stuff that you would traditionally put into a local search campaign in order to get that ranking. So there was no citations, there was no reviews, there was no website, there was no links. It was just like, boom, out of the gates. Just because it was this business and it was in that area, it was ranking. And so the good news is anyone can basically rank as long as uh, you're, you're trying to rank right within your own area. But the goal, of course, is to expand that. You don't want to only rank within that area. You want to expand the radius of the proximity so that you can rank further out. And, of course, you want to expand the list of different search terms that you could rank for. Uh, They want to rank for just a more generic custom home builder in the whole city. right? And so you're trying to expand that and grow that over time. And so when I set up the rank tracking, I set up tracking across multiple postcodes in the city. I picked one in the north, the west, the south, the east. And then I also, you know, I had a list of like 50 different key phrases that were related and interesting. So I did some keyword research before I set it up. So that allowed me to actually track impact way better because I had a broad base set of key phrases and areas that I was searching them in to really see the impact of the local search work over time. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Now you alluded to, obviously we've, we've talked about um, proximity, postcodes, things like that. It's behind you. Obviously, there's lots of other things that you can do, which we'll come on to into a bit. But I'm just interested uh, because you actually found, didn't you, that one parameter, if that's the right word, actually had a negative impact on rankings. Tell us a bit about that. Right. So a local search campaign is typically made up of, you know, sort of five key areas. You've got your Google listing. You've got your citations, which are business listings, like on sites like Yellow Pages, et cetera. It's basically a mention of your business's name, address, and phone number. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to have a link. Uh, then you have reviews. You have your website content. So uh, building out content and all of the factors that go into, you know, traditional website SEO. Yeah. And then you've got links. So those five things uh, are kind of the key five areas that I tested. And I found something very interesting with citations. So one of the things with citations that's uh, a recommended practice is after you build out, let's say you you create 100 citations on all these different directories. Yeah. Google's really only going to pick up about 30, 40% of them and index them. And so you want to help Google find the rest of them by doing some work to get them indexed. And there's a number of strategies for that. The most uh, common strategy is to put a list of URLs on your website somewhere and then run that through Search Console and get them to crawl that page. And then by crawling that page, they'll jump to all of those URLs and they all have been given a link from your domain. So that's what I did. I added all of the URLs to a section on their one-page website. And then I submitted it through Search Console and had the page indexed. And interestingly, rankings went down two days later. Mm. And so I was like, well, that's the opposite of what I would expect, right? You would want your rankings to go up after you say, hey, Google, look at all these other citations you missed. And so what happened? Why did that happen? And I I... I did some investigating. I think I know exactly why that happened. Once you kind of get beyond the top like 30, 40 citations, you start getting into some lower quality directories, right? So especially on the low, low end, there was about 10 that I had singled out 
that were potentially problematic. And the problem is this. They have – they're a low-quality domain directory and they offer a do-follow link. So what I – recognize is that these real like I use the Moz domain authority metric to sort of assess their their SEO value and if they had a domain authority of less than 25 and they were sending a do follow link those are ones that I flagged as potential problems and so what I had done was I went through each of them and I removed the link so that it wasn't linking at all I had there was no website URL mm. so and that actually solved the problem. The rankings went back up after I had done that. And then that makes sense from the perspective, like we're talking about a brand new business, a brand new website that has zero links. They have no like quality links to balance it out. So it made yeah. a lot of sense in, in that the only links you have are these low quality directory sites. So cleaning some of those up actually had a positive impact. So that was, that had a positive impact. And so we have actually now implemented some policies around uh, our citation building services at Whitespark where we're really uh, diligent about the quality of the sites. And then we're really diligent about checking these uh, links. You know, if, if the site's on the lower end of the domain authority spectrum, and it has a do follow, then we just don't include the link. And just because it's a potential problem. The citations themselves, like just the mention of the name, address, and phone number, you can have a million of those all over the web, and they will only help. Like uh, a mention of your name, address, and phone number on a low-quality site will not have a negative impact. But the links itself could because we know about you know, the Penguin algorithm and sure. all, all, the, all the Penguin update and all these things that Google has put in place to devalue and potentially uh, penalize based on low-quality links, especially if you don't have any other positive links to balance those out. And so that's what happened. I thought it was very interesting, and it was uh, you know, it's definitely worth noting in my presentation. So that's citation. So you need to be a little bit just mindful of those. But conversely, I mean, you tried lots of other different things. What were areas that had a big impact on local search? So definitely saw a boost when we got some reviews. So we had about four people uh, leave us reviews. Um, we reached out to all of the past um, customers that had custom homes built by this company. And uh, there was a spike when the reviews came in. But more so than anything was the impact of the links that it was it was actually quite impressive to see because throughout the presentation i would show a chart of like the rankings over this time period right and so it's like an arrow would point to when we did the work and then you know over the next couple weeks you would see the impact on the rankings and when we had built four really high quality links that's when we saw a massive spike and so it, it was head, you know, way above any other work items we did. That was the thing that really drove the uh, ranking proximity. So expanding our reach, allowing us to rank in different areas and really expanding the, the list of keywords that we were targeting. So we started ranking way better for many different key phrases. And so it was only four links. We, I, I built one from the WhiteSpark website because we, yeah. uh, we have pretty decent domain authority and that was a link I could control. So I, I sort of faked a testimonial on our uh, local citation finder software landing page. So I made it look like they had left us the testimonial. So I gave us a link there. Mm. And then I used the service called Outreach Peach where I had 
that what they do is blogger outreach. So they reach out to bloggers and be like, hey, this might be an interesting resource for you to link to. I see you're talking about custom home builders. Here, here's the site you could link to, right? So they do that kind of outreach work. And they secured us three pretty solid links from um, sites that had a domain authority higher than 50 and were industry relevant. That was my request. It was like, I want industry relevant sites. So they'd found like sites that were talking about, you know, green home building processes, that kind of stuff. Mm. And they got us really good in context links. And I also specified that they must be branded anchor text. I had read an interesting thread on Twitter not too long ago. I think I think it was posted on in January. Yeah. And it was about that sort of holy grail of links. And optimizing the anchor text is a pretty strong signal that can hurt you uh, potentially more than it helps. It's like if you have 25 really good links, then maybe one that's anchor text optimized is is safe, but you really have to be careful with it. So in this case, I wanted to ensure that all of the anchor text was branded and that Google was getting the context for the link based off of the content and the subject matter of the site. So those those links were the thing that really drove the rankings and had the biggest impact. So going forward, uh, I'm actually going to present this again at MozCon and show the next phase of it. The next phase is... We are building an, a proper website and building out all the different pages and, and really going to fill it with content so mm-hmm. that we want to see what the impact of that is, um, you know, rather than going from a simple one pager with just one paragraph of text to yeah. a full website with tons of content. So I really want to measure the impact of that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also kicking the links uh, up another level. I want to get 20 solid links now instead of just four. So I want to do 10 links that are very specific to uh, the city, so from city-specific sites. And then I want to do 10 more links that are really high quality, like like the ones I already got, that are industry-specific, and measure the impact of that. I wouldn't be surprised if this business ends up being like the top business for custom home building at Edmonton from, from this work. It's interesting, actually, about the links. There's a couple of things that struck me as interesting. The first one was it only took four links. And I was just wondering, is is that, in your experience, do you think that's because we're working with local search here? Or do you think it's something else? I do think it's because we're working with local search. So if if you were trying to rank for, like, online shoe sales, you want to rank for that, you're up against massive brands like ASOS and, and Zappos and, and Amazon, right? Mm. You try to rank for that, you're going to need a lot more than four links. Yeah. You try to rank for custom home builders in Edmonton, which has a population of about you know a million people, that's a much smaller you know set of uh, competition. And also in local businesses, your competition is often not up on the latest, you know, like out of, out of, let's say 50 companies in Edmonton that do home building, maybe only five to 10 of them are actually thinking about SEO. So you've really dropped your competition level down. And also most of them probably don't have any links, which is probably why the four links had the biggest impact. Most of them have built a website and they're, they're trying to do SEO from a website perspective, but link building is damn hard and people don't know how to do it. And so when you get those four links, they become huge differentiators in that particular niche in that particular city. And so mm-hmm. local link, link building is wonderful because those links can really have an impact because they differentiate you. 
The other thing that struck me as interesting is is uh, we we should all already know this as SEO people, but the making sure that the anchor text remains in context with the surrounding text, but is obviously a link to your website. Yeah, I wanted to make sure the anchor text did not have keywords in it. That mm-hmm. was the big thing, uh, because I think, especially when you don't have enough other links to balance it out, it's a it's a pretty clear spam signal. It's like, okay, now you got a brand new website that has a hundred directory citation links plus four anchor text optimized links. Like, could you give Google a better signal of some SEO spamming? So that's why. <laughs> That's why I really wanted to insist on branded anchors. And I think that for any SEO campaign, the vast majority of your links should be branded or sort of like URL-based anchor text. Mm. And then, you know, one or two really juicy link you're able to manipulate the anchor text on, then, then it can have a positive impact. But only if you have enough of the solid branded anchor text to balance it out. Yeah. So in terms of giving our audience something to take away, we've just been speaking actually about links. I suspect that might be one of your top takeaways. So feel free to uh, expand yeah. expand on that one a bit. But uh, go ahead. I mean, expand on that one a bit. But also, is there anything else you think our audience should be thinking about? For sure, yeah. So I do think, number one, it's those links. So uh, for a local SEO campaign, obviously, you've got to lay the foundation. You've got to do everything else. You've got to have a solid Google listing that's built out. You have to get reviews coming in on a regular basis. Uh, reviews are always a great strategy that do have a solid impact. Yeah. Um, citations, you know, they're not the kind of thing where, okay, I've got 50 citations. I'm going to build 50 more, and it's going to be a huge mover of the needle. But they are also still quite uh, critical. So to lay the foundation, you've got to establish the foundation at Google. But it's the links, really, that I think are are going to move the needle uh, more than anything else. And this case study was demonstrated that. Beyond that, I think there's really one valuable takeaway that uh, is a huge topic in local search right now. You know, I I listened to this podcast, too, and I noticed Greg Gifford talked about it recently on your podcast. Mm. This whole concept of... Google as your new homepage, mm. and it's a super valid concept in local uh, results these days because Google My Business has gotten so good at giving you all of the information you need. Someone that's looking for a custom home builder, they don't need to look at all their websites. They can see all the photos. They can answer all their questions. They can understand the business right from Google search results. Yeah. So to save time, they're not, they're not browsing everyone's websites. They're trying to make the decision and picking up the phone and calling people right from Google search results. So the biggest thing you can do is really spend the time to fill out every field in Google My Business, seed your Q&A with lots of great questions and answers, add a bunch of photos, add videos, make sure you're regularly posting Google posts. And this is the kind of thing. It's like, okay, you're looking for, let's say, a plumber or a dentist. You've got all of these listings where all it is is just like name, address, phone number, and a link to website. And then as you're browsing the results, you're like, wow, look at this business. They've got beautiful photos. They've filled out this Q&A. They've got all these offers in their Google posts. This is a business that is active and engaged. They've got 75 reviews. The owners have responded to all those reviews. I can read those responses and get a sense of like what this business is. They filled out a really great description that's compelling. That's a huge differentiator. It's not about rankings, although there is a secondary behavioral ranking benefit. 
It's about conversions, converting directly off of Google My Business. It's like conversion rate optimization for Google My Business. That is a new realm that is something that every local focused business should be spending time on. Well, Dan Shaw from WhiteSpark, thank you so much for joining us today. Some really good information there. How can our listeners find out more about you and more about WhiteSpark? Uh, yeah, well, thanks for having me. I think uh, I would certainly direct people to whitespark.ca. That's our website where we have a bunch of resources, content, uh, lots of uh, great stuff on learning more about local search. And of course, we have software and services to help you with that. And uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter as well. You can find me at Darren Shaw with an underscore at the end. So at Darren Shaw underscore. Well, thanks, Darren. And thanks, everyone. The show notes, usual place sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review because that would be great. Uh, questions and suggestions for future topics to be discussed on the show, you can email podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. Uh, if you want to continue the conversation, you can do so by joining the site visibility group on LinkedIn. If you have guest suggestions, send them over to that email I mentioned, podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. Uh, so that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Darren. It's all from me. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Darren. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Marketing.